0: This morning we're just going to look at a passage that Jesus himself set apart the Lord's Supper in Matthew twenty six, twenty six in the upper room. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink of it all of you for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you the truth. I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day that I drink it anew with you in my father's kingdom. And in a few moments, we're going to reenact Just right here, in real time, we're going to reenact this communion supper that Jesus gave us and we're going to hear again his words and we're going to touch and we're going to handle and we're going to taste and we're going to remember and we're going to commune with him and we're going to love him and he's going to love us and he's going to strengthen us. But you know, this passage tells us that there's even something more to look forward to as we take communion today. You see, this is the only passage where the meaning of communion in terms of certain actions of Jesus has a past, present, and a future tense. And I'd like to just look at the past, present, and future tense of communion as Jesus set apart this supper for us. The past has to do with what they were doing when Jesus... Gave us communion. Verse twenty-six. It says, "While they were eating, now we know they weren't just eating dinner. Uh, he had sent the disciples on ahead to rent an upper room and and to prepare and get all the the ingredients for the traditional Passover meal. And so, a lot of a lot of care was taken. This wasn't just dinner. This was the Passover that they were they are celebrating." And um, this Passover meal had been celebrated for over fifteen hundred years, since the days of Moses. This goes way back into the past. You do realize that the Passover is older than the Law, older than the Ten Commandments, because it was in you know after they had come out from Pharaoh in Egypt, they were given the Ten Commandments. The, The Passover meal was older than the priesthood. This is very significant. And the Passover meal was something that God had given them and wanted them to to serve this meal and reenact this meal every year so that they would never forget His grace in bringing them, the people of Israel, out of bondage from Egypt and so every year they would they would you know slaughter the lamb every year they get the bitter herbs that reminded them of the bitterness of of slavery every year they get the bread of affliction every year they get the four cups of wine that that men and and the dates and all this this other stuff Um, and they were acting this out remembering their redemption out of slavery and it was and it is the most important feast in Judaism Still to this day, this is kind of the center of Judaism. We remember that in the first Passover, Pharaoh would not let his people go, God's people go from Egypt and basically uh, we we learn in Romans 9 that Pharaoh said no 10 times so that God's mighty power might be displayed and so that The greatest kingdom in the world and all the world would see that God indeed is God, the one who created, the one who has all power. And the tenth plague was the killing of the firstborn of the Egyptians. And God said, I want you to sacrifice a lamb, and I want you to take the blood of the what's now called, what became known as the Passover lamb, paint the blood over your doorpost, and when the death angel comes through to carry out, the plague against the Egyptians, when, when he sees the blood of the lamb, he will pass over you, and you'll be saved. You'll be redeemed by that blood. And so, they would celebrate this every year. This was their big thing, you know. And uh, the head of the house, the father, would be the, kind of like the preacher. He would be the priest. He would be the officiant. And he would, he would lead his family and, and one child was, you know, on cue every year to ask, so daddy, what, is this, what does all this mean? He was, you know, a child had to ask that question and he would say, what I just told you about God's redemption. And then they would say something like this, that the God who brought us out of Egypt is the same king now as he ever was. And we're still his people and we, we thank him and we love him and, and we trust him and we remember All that he has done. And so communion comes out of the past. It was while they were eating the Old Testament feast of the Passover that Jesus suddenly did something new. And suddenly it became for the present. Jesus was uh, leading in this Passover meal and it was going just the way it always did. You know, and they had already had two of the cups, they'd already eaten, they were finishing the last of the, 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 the parts of the lamb that you eat, and uh, they were just getting to the bread, it's all just planned out, and Jesus took the bread, and we read in our text, in verse 26, he blessed it and broke it, and so he would have said, just like for over 1,500 years, they said, he would have raised the bread and said, blessed art thou, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who bringeth forth bread from the earth. That was the traditional blessing. And everything was going just the way it always did until He broke the bread and He said something so radical, it must have just shocked the disciples. It doesn't shock us. We're like, it's communion! Well, yeah, it's communion, but when you're expecting these words, this is the bread of affliction that our ancestors ate when they were in bondage in Egypt, and you get this instead, this snap is my body broken for you. That's new. That's different. It all changed forever at this point. Take and eat. This is my body. And what Jesus is saying is, I'm the new Passover. I'm the greater Passover lamb there's no more lambs after me. I will break, be broken. I will be given for you and sacrificed for you. And, and he broke the bread. And he's basically saying without words, tomorrow I will fulfill what I am doing here tonight. He is picturing the, the sacrifice of the Passover lamb, the final one. And then he took the cup. It was the third cup. In fact, uh, we read in 1 Corinthians the cup of blessing that we bless. Is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The answer is, yes, it is. And it's, it is the cup of blessing. And it was the third cup uh, of the Passover. There are four cups in the Passover. And uh, He took this cup of blessing and He held it up in verse 27. And He took the cup and when He had given thanks, same kind of thing, He gave it to them, saying, drink of it, all of you, for this is the blood, my blood, of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. So, you know, we're not just going to go with this is the cup of blessing, this is the cup of God's presence with his people. What we're going to say is this is my blood. You know, Jews don't drink blood. You know what kosher means, right? Kosher means you you drain the blood out of it, right? This is shocking. But he didn't just say, this is my blood. This is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for you. He is basically quoting Exodus 24, 8, where the lamb was slain and the blood is is actually spattered on the people uh, as well as given um, as a sacrifice to the Lord And and this is one of two places in the Old Testament where the the slaying of the blood is called the blood of the covenant. They would have understood because of the prominence of these two passages because the covenant and every covenant was sealed in blood that Jesus was saying, I'm about to die. This is my blood, the blood of, of, of my covenant poured out for many, for Christ our Passover Lamb has been sacrificed for us. Let us keep the feast. He's saying, "I'm, I'm, I'm, I'm greater." This is my blood of the covenant, poured out for many. Now you know we, we Presbyterians, we like that poured out for many for the transgression of sins, because we say, you know, there it is, right there. That's the elect, and and sure enough, it is. I mean, God, uh, with, you know, God uh, is purposeful in everything in our lives, including our salvation. I always kind of giggle a little bit when people say they don't believe in predestination. I say, well, do you believe that you have a destiny? Like, like you know, anything in your life? Do you think anything, there's a destiny? Oh, yeah, I believe in a destiny. When was that decided? Oh, you know, I, I guess I do believe in predestination. I, I get You just don't believe it when it comes to the most important thing in the world, your salvation. Well, maybe I need to rethink that. But, you know... This is my blood of the covenant poured out for many for the transgressions of sins. Uh, maybe this isn't just about predestination. I think maybe it's about the many as opposed to the few. That is saying it's beyond the Jews. That there will be from every tribe, nation, tongue, and language one day before the Lamb. Notice in Revelation 20, Jesus keeps being called the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain. And so. This is my blood I'm about to pour out. I'm about to sacrifice for you. I'm the Passover lamb. I'm the final one. I'm the one. Everything that has been before me has simply pointed to me. And I'm pouring it out for many. For the transgressions of sins. For the forgiveness of sins. I love what John MacArthur says about Jesus in his instituting of the Lord's Supper. You know, we kind of have visions of people in robes and elders serving and all this, and so it, it feels real institutional for us. Well, it came out of an institution for sure, but basically Jesus hijacked the Passover meal now and, and made it something new. Well, we say Jesus hijacked the Passover meal. Of course we have communion. No, 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 y'all. 1500 years. Jesus, Jesus hijacked the Passover meal. Who has the authority to change the past? That'd be like me changing communion today. What are, you, what are you going to do? What, you know, what are you going to do if I start saying other stuff at the communion or they start saying other stuff at the communion? This was radical. I, I love what John MacArthur said. He says he is transforming the Passover. Now that takes a lot of authority. <laughs> You're fooling around with something that God himself has ordained, but Jesus is God in human flesh and he can rewrite the script and he does. That's exactly what communion is. And hey, Seder meals are cool but they're not as cool as communion because communion has superseded all the Passover meals. This is the Passover lamb who once and for all gave himself for us. You know, it was not in opposition to the old that Jesus did this. It was in fulfillment. It is the blood of the covenant fulfilled. The wedding ring on Gina's finger, if you can see it later if you like, um, has a past. That wedding ring was not originally given to Gina. Now, I didn't give it to another uh, young lady, in case you're wondering. Uh, but my father gave it to my mother in the late 1950s as a token of his love for her, as a token that he, wouldn't, he would never leave her, and, and he would, he would um, keep his promises and, and, and love her And um, so that wedding ring that Gina wears represents the past. Uh, My father died, that was in the late 50s, my father died in 1976, my mother got remarried and when I told my mother in 1989 that I felt like I was going to ask Gina to marry me, she said, I want you to have my wedding ring, my diamond from your father and I want you to give it to Gina. And I was very happy, otherwise I wouldn't have been able to afford a honeymoon. So I took it. And um, that was a token of my love, you see. It was new when I gave it to Gina. It it came out of the past. It, 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 It was my mother's wedding ring, if you will, but it was new. When I gave it to Gina. And that's the present. In fact, you know what's great about a wedding ring? And I, here's the one that Gina gave me. It's still the actual one. Um, I haven't lost it yet. But uh, what's so great about wedding rings is you can look at them anytime you want to. You, they're, they're always keep your, your vows and your promises in the present tense. And you can look at them anytime you want to. It's just like communion. Communion, basically, Jesus took the old wedding ring, if you will. The Passover. And he made it into something else. And and this, is, and this all moves to the, 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 the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he gives us a new ring, a new ceremony, a, a new token and picture of his love, which is communion. It's not against the old. It is just fulfillment of the old. And it's so much better. It's not just freedom from Egyptians. It's freedom from the tyranny of sin, and it's freedom from death itself, and death has no claim to us, and it is the freedom to have the Spirit of God given to us because Jesus has removed our sins before the Father, and it is the freedom to be the sons and daughters of God. Uh, This is our wedding ring, and every month we reenact this service, and we remember it's rooted in the past, but it's something we continue to do. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six says, For as often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you show forth the Lord's death until He comes. Meaning that this is something you ought to do often. There's something about communion that comes out of the past, but it needs to always be in the present. It's always about what He has done and what it means and reenacting that and reenacting that. Um, in this new supper that Jesus has given us in just a few moments now, we will serve to you. And Christ, really, through, through his elders, will serve to you. Um, we not only remember, as Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me, but we commune. The bread that we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? Jesus gave us the supper not only to remember, but to be strengthened. This is present tense stuff. Jesus knew that you needed to never forget. And so rather than just having words, he gave you an object lesson, and he gave you a ceremony, and he gave you and me um, this beautiful picture so that... Just like sometimes children need to touch it and handle it and hold it to believe it, so to speak, we, we're going to hold it, we're going to touch it, we're going to taste it, we're going to eat it, we're going to swallow it, we're going to drink it. And Jesus gave us that so that we could remember him, that he actually did leave heaven, came in a body, and was actually sacrificed on the cross for us. Um, and, and, and yet the other thing is, is that Jesus is, is going to be here with us, present tense. So we have the past. As they were eating the Passover meal, he said, This is my body. This is my blood. He made it into a new supper, one that is perpetual. It becomes for us the present tense of God's grace. But, but what's so interesting and different about this passage is the future tense that's been given here. First Corinthians 11 says, You know, um, that you keep doing this until He comes. So there's a future tense. This one, this, this passage in Matthew, ever says, here's what I'm going to do when I return. In other words, kind of the actions of Christ are, are, are given by Him. From time to time, we get postcards in the mail that have these words written on the top. Save the date. And get one of those posts. And what, why do you get that? Well, you know, you're a long way out from maybe a party or some kind of a a social event. This isn't an invitation. It's a save-the-date card. It comes a long way out. Why why do people send out save-the-date cards? Well, they know in 2013 that we're really busy. We're busier probably and more mobile and like little ants in an anthill every day of our life. And we're going to fill up our calendar with something. So a save-the-date card says, no, I want to be with you. I want you all you with us on this date. You don't let anybody put anything into your calendar on this date. You save the date, right? That's what it is. This is going to happen, and you're going to be here. And you put the save the date card maybe on your refrigerator so you won't forget. And maybe if it's something you really want to go to, maybe as you walk by the refrigerator you say, That's going to be fun. I, you know what? I'm looking forward to being with them at this place. That's, that's kind of like communion. You know, not only is, is Jesus taking the old, making it new, and He is superior, and it is this a marvelous grace, and it's not just remembering, but it's communion. But Jesus is saying, so hey, save the date, because you and I, we're going to be together, and I won't drink of this fruit of the vine again until I drink it with you anew. In my Father's kingdom. You're going to be there with me. And it's going to be a party. Save the date. Communion is like that, but so much more. Um, You keep remembering and the sacrifice and and celebrating. Jesus saying, You keep doing this. You, You keep remembering. You keep sacrificing. You keep drinking this cup, but I'm not going to drink it again. Until I drink it with you. And, and Jesus, therefore, is certain about his victory over our sin on the cross before he ever goes, right? He's certain about the, the resurrection. Remember, he said before, We're going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man's going to be handed over to the chief priests, and he's going to be delivered over to the Gentiles, going to be mocked, scourged, crucified, and on the third day he'll rise from the dead. They didn't have ears to hear that, but that's what he said over and over and here he's saying hey you know what all the way through i am going to be victorious it is going to be for you and we are going to be together save the date i love this because it's not just about the party in revelation 19 9 it says the angel said to me write this Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. The, the party's going to be great. Better than any wedding party you've ever been to. But it's going to be more than that. You see, Jesus looks at you right now. And He still wants to be with you. Isn't that amazing? Jesus Sees who you and I actually are as sinners. And what Jesus is saying to you is, my blood covers that. I see who you are, and I want to be with you. And I will be with you. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And we will raise our cup. With Christ. And there will be such joy and satisfaction and amazement and curiosity and blessedness and everything. But here's the thing. You and I know this now. We know this now. When we, when we reenact the Lord's Supper in a moment, we're going to remember. We're going to commune. And we're going to basically say without words to one another and to God, we know that you're victorious, we know where it's all going and we know we're going to be there. And we know you love us and you still want us to be with you. You know, this happened right after um, the the Lord's Supper, that is, right after Judas betrayed Jesus. If you go back just in the, the passage, just before our passage, you'll find out that Jesus identified Judas and Judas goes out to betray Jesus, and, you know, it's, it's like when it comes to the actions that lead Jesus to the cross, it's like when Judas leaves the room, there's a stopwatch that kind of starts right there. It's, you know, it's going to be just hours now until Jesus is arrested. It's going to be hours until Jesus is tried. It's going to be the next day that Jesus is going to be, uh, carry his cross up Golgotha, and he's going to be crucified. Um, But we, as we take this communion this morning, realize that 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 stopwatch isn't just to his arrest and his death. That stopwatch is also for the resurrection and that moment when he just burst through and destroyed death for us forever. And it was also that whole thing of what we're able to look forward to one day with him. It is not just the wine of suffering It's not just the wine of his blood. It is the wine of his suffering and blood that will also be the wine of our celebration with him one day. Save the date. Let's go to the Lord's table. Lord, we pray as we come to your table now that you would help us to see your covenant through all scripture. And to realize that you, Jesus, are a greater Passover lamb, you're a greater Moses, you're a greater high priest, because your sacrifice is once and for all. Lord, help us to remember what actually makes us clean before you. And Lord, help us to not only remember, but would you help us to know that you are here by faith through these elements. And uh, Lord, would you minister to your people this morning as we turn to you, as we call upon you, as we praise you, as we cry out to you. Lord, would you be with your people. And thank you, Lord, that even as we hold and taste just that real will be the reality of drinking of this fruit of the vine anew with you one day in your Father's kingdom. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.